Hi, everyone, and welcome back to another episode of the Resiliency in Running podcast. My name is Liz, and I will be your host. I'm very excited for today's episode because we are finally going to be not only recapping Hackney Half, but comparing that to how I am prepping and how I have prepped for Big Half this weekend. So just sit back and relax. We'll just jump right into the episode. All right, hello and welcome back to the podcast. I'm really excited to be sitting down and recording this because if you've been listening to the podcast episodes recently, you'll know that I've moved recently and I'll talk about that during highs and lows. But I'm really excited for, because today's episode is going to be really kind of focusing on how I've prepped for Big Half coming up this weekend and what this race means for me and also recapping and sort of comparing it with Hackney Half. So really my past half marathon and my next next half marathon upcoming this weekend. I haven't ever really, I never really went back to recap Hackney Half. So I do want to talk about that and chat about that. I want to talk all things nutrition, all things that I'm doing differently, and just talk about what Big Half kind of looks like in the grand scheme of things in the lead up to Chicago Marathon. But of course, before we get into that, let's start with some highs and lows for the week. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. All right, so kind of just continuing off of what I was saying in the intro there, I'm going to kick it off with my low for the week. I think that the move was definitely not what I would, what I expected. It was one of those moves where everything that went wrong went wrong, and it was really frustrating at a lot of different points. It was like everything you could think of. Movers canceled last minute. We had to do the move ourselves. We had to hire a van last minute, and it was just a very strenuous and tough move, and I feel like moving always really makes you realize just how much crap you own and I feel like that in itself has kind of really been overwhelming for me and I've been trying to sort of really look at the things that I own and think like okay realistically what do I actually need here and like for example the shoe racks if you watch me on social media you know that I have so many freaking running shoes or running trainers and I am genuinely thinking about and looking into like ways that I can like give that away or if I can like you know speak to some of the girls in run club and see if anyone is same shoe sizes me because realistically like for example I don't wear all of those shoes I've just either been gifted them at some point or I used to wear them and I've since sort of cycled out of those shoes and so I think it whilst it wouldn't really necessarily make sense for me to throw them away I obviously want to make sure that like I can give them a new home but I think it's you know obviously just about like finding the right means of doing that but yeah I think it's just overwhelming and also kind of moving from a bigger space to a smaller space and don't get me wrong I love the new space that I'm in so much more than the last space and that's just for like a myriad of reasons that I won't go into on the podcast because they're a bit personal and yeah I just 
I guess like from that standpoint, like whilst the move was really tough, it was much needed and I'm feeling very grateful. But I think like because of the stress of the move and sort of just life events, you know, that in conjunction with a really tough Sunday long run session, I've been really ill this week and it's my first time being ill all year and it's kind of nerve wracking ahead of big half, but I'm definitely on the mend and I'm feeling a lot better than I did on Monday. And yeah, I guess this is just your sign or your reminder that like it's very normal for your body to react to large stresses in life. And so if you suddenly feel ill for the first time, and I think especially as we approach fall and autumn, I think it's very normal to feel this way. But I, yeah, have just been kind of trying to take things a lot easier and be kinder to my body. And I feel like I'm also at that point in training where I'm starting to feel some niggles. So I'm going to see the physio. And yeah, I feel like other than that, I'm just like really grateful and kind of going into the high for the week. I think like I'm in a really strong point in training and I feel really strong in like my ability to push my marathon pacing in a lot of different sessions, whether it's a long run session, a tempo session, interval session. And whilst they feel so flipping hard in the moment, they always, I just feel so much better afterwards. And I think that there's a lot to be said about training for a marathon that you are sort of aiming for a specific time. This is sort of like new grounds for me. And so I think really with any race that I've sort of experienced so far where I am aiming for time, I'm learning just how tough the training can be. And so I think in that regard as well, I'm still learning how to be kinder to myself and just be nicer to myself because I'm so hard on myself in those moments and to those around me. And it's not very nice. But in reality, like I should be celebrating how hard I'm working and how hard my body is able to push. And so I think whilst my high is definitely that I'm feeling strong in the marathon training and just in like higher mileage weeks, I think I'm just like still definitely needing to learn how to be nicer to myself because my body is going through a lot right now. But without further ado, let's just jump right into the episode. Right. So I feel like for this episode, we should split it up so that we're first sort of focusing on recapping Hackney Half. And then I will sort of transition into talking about what my prep for Big Half has looked like and how things have changed since Hackney Half. And then we'll sort of talk about what Big Half means for me. What are my A, B and C goals? And what does it mean sort of in the grand scheme of things in terms of marathon training for Chicago Marathon, which is not very far away. It's pretty scary that it's like basically a month away at this point when this episode is released. But let's start with Hackney Half. So this, I ran this half marathon way back at the end of May. It was like the first warm day in the UK of the year and it was definitely a scorcher. I was very, very glad that I really focused on nutrition that day and I think that I touched on this in some videos on social media. But it was sort of the first race where I practiced taking a carb mixed drink. So I was specifically drinking the Morton 320 calf drink mix. And I really found that sipping on that the morning of really helped me and prepare me well for what was such a hard race. And I think the heat sort of really plays a big factor, obviously, into racing in terms of it just makes it so much harder to run at those paces that you're aiming for. And whilst I had all my paces listed out on my hand, from my coach, I found that it was just really hard to hit quite a lot of those paces. So in the end, no, I did not hit 
you know, all those paces. I did not get the sub 145 that I was aiming for. I did, however, PB and I was proud of that. I did manage to get a 146.28. So we are like so close to getting a sub 145, but it was just not the right day. And I know that on any other given day, if the weather was slightly better, you know, I think the course as well had a lot of sharp turns, which I wasn't expecting sort of running through Hackney. So I think that that's sort of another thing that I'm looking forward to with Big Half is just like more familiar routes that I've definitely run before, obviously with like London Marathon and I've done the Big Half Relay before. And so I feel like a lot of this will be a lot more familiar than the Hackney Half route. But I feel like in terms of the day itself, Hackney Half was just A, really warm, B, the route itself was pretty, you know, hard to run around and I think with any course with sharp turns I think I spoke about this when I was recapping Asics 10k people will be sort of like shoulder to shoulder kind of trying to go around the corner as close to the corner as possible so it just makes it hard to try and you know run these races safely not roll an ankle like I did in Asics 10k and like hurt yourself and so I think for me, I think around like the halfway point, it was either the halfway point or maybe somewhere just beyond the halfway point. I sort of knew that I wasn't going to get my sub 145, but I knew that I could still, I I felt that I had a PB in me and I was feeling pretty good. I was feeling pretty strong. It was really hard and I felt like it was just a lot to be pushing for that half marathon pace in the heat. And so I was trying to take water where I could. They did have water stations throughout the route, but I feel like they could have had, they could have put a lot more because I genuinely, what saved me is this woman and her family at like the 10K mark were handing out waters. And that was like genuinely when I needed water most. And I don't know who that woman was, but she saved me. And I feel like the day itself just needed a lot more water, a lot more hydration. It was still a lot of fun, but but I am not sure that it's a race that I would race again, if I'm honest. And I think for me, like, I think that race is good if you just want to go and run it for fun. But I think notoriously, I've heard that in past years, for some reason, Hackney Half always falls on like the first warm day of the year in the UK. So I think as well, it was just really hard to see runners on the side of the road of the course, like getting medical attention and, you know, not feeling very good and feeling ill. And it was just like a very scary you know, real thing to see whilst you were still trying to race your race. And so I I feel like Hackney Half is one that you, re- it's not really one to push for a PB. I think, you know, unless you're playing your cards right, unless the weather is, you know, a lot better. But I think that for me personally, that just wasn't really like the race for me. And I don't really think that I would do it again unless it was, you know, something for fun with friends or something. Now, in terms of how I've been prepping for Big Half, really my marathon training started after ASICS 10k so it's been I don't know how many weeks it's been but kind of been a little over a month like a month and a few weeks of marathon training and my coach you know has been obviously you know creating all my training on a weekly basis but she's been factoring in a lot of sessions that do half marathon pacing so we're not just focusing on marathon pacing but we're also focusing on sessions where I'm practicing that half marathon pace and for me specifically my half marathon pace sits at a 740 minute per mile and so that's sort of the aim of like what I would like to hold for big half in order to get a sub 145 and that sort of you know 
spoiler, that's the A-goal. And if you've been listening to me since like last year, this is the same time goal that I've been chasing since I signed up to Victoria Half, I think it was, last December. But then like it got canceled and moved because of the snow. I got injured, yada, yada, yada. And so I think that like I've just not really had, I've not really been able to give myself like a real shot at running that sub 145. And I think Hackney was just not the right day in terms of conditions as well as it was about a month after Manchester Marathon and even Manchester I only had six weeks to train for. So I feel like Big Half will be a really good indication of what, you know, what I'm capable of, what my training has sort of pushed me towards. And I think that it'll also be obviously a really good indicator of how I'll do at Chicago. And with Big Half, it's it's what I'm going to be using as a tune-up race. And so if you've not heard of what a tune-up race is, it's typically a race that runners will schedule within their training, whether it's for, you know, whatever distance. But for me specifically, it's a marathon. It's just to kind of like put you in that race setting and have you practice like everything that you would for race day and sort of just see where you're at training wise and like how the training has paid off. So for me specifically, and I've said it before, you know, on the podcast, I've said it on social media, I am aiming for I'm hoping I I guess more so I'm hoping for a Boston qualifying time in Chicago, which is a big goal for me because Manchester was a 342 marathon, which I'm very proud of. So that means that I would need to run this marathon 12 minutes faster, if not more, because if you guys know, for those that know, in order to Boston qualify, you have to run even faster than that 330 mark to make sort of the cutoff. And so it's going to be quite a big push, but I know that Chicago's a really flat course and I'm really excited, but I feel like this race will be a really good indicator of you know, how close can I really get to that goal? So I think for me, it's going to be pretty important that I hit the sub 145 because in terms of like timing, like if I like if I'm aiming for a sub 330 marathon, I should be able to get a sub 145 half marathon. And so I think for me, obviously, like race week has not really been ideal with my illness, if you can hear it in my voice. But I think I am just trying to do everything I can to like rest where I can. And like, for example, this morning, I just didn't feel like running. So in the morning, so I'm going to do it in the evening evening and just like trying to like make sure that I'm fueling properly, making sure that I am taking in carbs this week and just doing all the right things, but not changing things too drastically. I think my biggest thing at the moment in terms of marathon training that I'm struggling with, other than hitting Boston Marathon qualifying marathon pace, is my fueling. And for some reason, the past few long runs, I've just not been able to stomach gels properly, which is super weird for me because it's not like I'm trying a brand new gel. I've used Morton's for basically this entire year, really. And so it's been a bit weird for me not being able to stomach more really than like one gel. And I think like the weekend prior, I wasn't able to stomach gels at all, which obviously is really bad because my long runs at the moment not only are just longer mileage, but they are like speed sessions. And my coach is treating them as opportunities to factor in some you know, portions where I'm pushing myself towards marathon pace. So it's almost like an interval session factored into a long run. 
or even like a tempo session factored into a long run. And I feel like those sessions more than ever, you definitely need the fuel, obviously. And I've just not been able to stomach that. So I think at the moment I'm trying to play around with like taking in like carb drink mixes before long runs. And I'm definitely going to do that before a big half. But I think for me, it's just been a little bit frustrating that I've not been able to stomach down gels during long runs because typically I'm pretty good at fuel and I've never really had a problem with fuel. I think obviously one of the biggest things is like when you're pushing yourself at a faster pace, it is going to be harder for you to like eat and run at the same time when you're going at that faster pace. And so I think that's something that I'm trying to be very kind to myself about in terms of like, you know, this is a new pace for me. This is not my normal marathon pace. Like my marathon pace in Manchester was an 830 average per mile. And so pushing that to a 750 to 755 is pretty drastic for me. And my I think my body's been feeling it pretty intensely. But I think really in the grand scheme of things, I, I am getting a little bit more comfortable with each session that I'm practicing marathon training pace that I'm practicing marathon pace but I think kind of going back to the fueling thing I am sort of looking at like different sort of ideas really I guess I think when I speak to my coach about it like she's told me before that she kind of just will try and like get the gel down all in one go rather than like trying to take like little bits at a time because like sometimes it'll take me up to like six miles to have a gel if my stomach really isn't cooperating that day um I think that I've also sort of thought about the idea of using like Gabriel and my family and friends at Chicago to give me drink mixes throughout the route and I know that that would be like pretty intense to like rely on them for that because that would mean not only them carrying the drink mix and having it at the ready but obviously me being able to find them going at marathon pace and like you know finding them at the right timing as well and like throughout the run so I'm just that kind of also is like yes that's an idea but it obviously makes me a little bit nervous because in reality that's like a lot to ask for I think from my end and so not entirely sure about that and I kind of feel like I just need to get on with you know just like trying to take in gels better but for me, in terms of gels, I really like the Morton non-calf gels. I sometimes sort of will factor in a calf gel, but for the most part, the calf gels are pretty hard for me to take down. So I do definitely tend to move towards the non-calf gels. I just feel like those sit a lot better on my stomach. And I think sort of from here on out, my learnings from recent long runs is just like with any long run from now on, I'm just going to take the carb mix like either the night before or the morning of and just make sure that I'm drinking that so that I have like that extra fuel just in case I can't physically take in any gels and just start to practice more and more for what will be ideal in terms of like my prep ahead of Chicago Marathon because really that is like where I'm putting all my eggs in a basket and giving it everything that I've got and I just want to make sure that I'm practicing and I think that Big Half will be a pretty good indicator of that and you know, not only of like my running and my timing, but also just like, what am I going to wear? What nutrition am I going to take? And how many gels am I going to take? What carb drink am I drinking right before? And just making sure that I'm sort of getting into like the right routine and just like making my stomach also more and more used to that. So I think for me, I'll definitely be taking gels with me for big half, obviously, but we'll definitely be having a carb drink mix before. And obviously we'll be fueling with like a pizza or pasta or something the night before because you can't do race day without a good dinner the night before. So that's sort of what big half is going to look like for me this weekend and the prep 
in terms of like a goal definitely the sub 145 is the big goal b goal would be to pb i know that like my i've spoken to my coach and we've like talked about you know what was realistically you know what what did we want to aim for for big half at this point in my training and she thought that it was perfect timing to kind of to give it our all and just to see how much how what i could get basically if i push myself and you know just like go for time really because realistically with tune-up braces people can use them for a myriad of different reasons whether you are like actually trying to race it to see what you're capable of in terms of like timing but also people will use tune-up races as a session as like a long run session they'll use it for you know really a lot of different reasons but I think my coach just saw it would be pretty ideal to see if we can get that sub 145 and that'll obviously be a really good indicator of how realistic Boston qualifying time in Chicago will be for me. And so A goal, sub 145, B goal, PB, C goal, as usual, don't get injured. And so I'm really banking on that. And I guess in terms of like what I had said, you know, earlier in the episode, I am at the moment sort of dealing with a bit of a niggle in my ankle slash heel area of my left foot, which is the foot that I injured earlier this year. So I am going to see the physio before big half this weekend and just get it checked out and make sure that everything's okay. And I know that like with higher mileage, you can start to feel a lot more aches and pains in different areas. But obviously with that being in the area where I was injured earlier this year, I am a bit worried. So I think going to see the physio will be a really good indicator of like, you know, just like where I'm at and just making sure that things are okay and that I'm not pushing myself too, too hard. But other than that, I think that that's sort of what I'm aiming for with Big Half. That's sort of how, you know, I guess with like comparing Hackney Half and Big Half, there's just been so much more training that's gone into Big Half and so much more prep. And I feel like whilst I am struggling with nutrition a bit at the moment, I do feel like Hackney Half was sort of like when I started to sort of realize that things like carb drink mixes and like you know, extra things outside of gels really help you in your running. And so I think now it's just about how to, you know, formulate that in the perfect way and like what that means for me as a runner and like what my body needs. And so just trying to figure that out. We still have time before Chicago Marathon. And yeah, I think it'll be really interesting to see as well because I'm going to be going to the States in a few weeks. So I'll be sort of in the U.S. earlier than when Chicago Marathon is. So it'll be interesting to see like how my training changes there and really, you know, making sure that I'm still staying on top of it and staying on top of nutrition as well. But other than that, that's sort of what the purpose is of Big Half this weekend. That is how it compares to Hackney Half. And yeah, I think, you know, as always, I think it's going to be a great weekend. I love racing a lot and I'm just really excited to see how I do. And I think at the end of the day, I just need to remember to be kind to myself because with race day, with any race day, there are so many things that can go wrong. And like I mentioned with Hackney Half, the weather was just not there. And I'm just trying to be realistic with myself and like not be so harsh and say like there are so many things, you know, that could go wrong in terms of like the weather, whether your corral is 
is in the right like wave that you want to be in to try and like run with like pacers if you wanted to run with pacers there's so many different factors and so i'm still trying to come to terms with what i'm even going to wear for big half so we'll see but next week's episode will obviously be recapping big half but i'm really excited to see some of the run club girls this weekend for our little shakeout ahead of big half and yeah just really excited and really fortunate too because for those that don't know and don't follow me on social media we were actually able to get a number of spots for big half through resiliency and running and so i thought that was pretty cool and it was for a very discounted price and so i was really really happy that i was able to make that happen and i'm hoping to do that with more future races so that we can do more things as a community here in london so if you ever have any ideas for like future races or opportunities then do send me a dm but other than that i hope to see you in the next episode All right, everyone, that's going to wrap up another episode of the Resiliency and Running podcast. I really do hope that you enjoyed it. As always, any links or resources mentioned will be in the show notes of the episode. If you ever want to join a run club in London, make sure to join the Strava Club linked in the show notes of the episode. Otherwise, I look forward to seeing you in the next episode. Bye.